the streets from automotive racing to personal growth recent events and debatable topics within the racing community and stories of personal life experiences We are back live once again here on the On and Off the Streets podcast, where, as stated previously, we talk about anything and on and off the streets. I'm super excited today that I've got uh, the one and only longtime friend of mine that I've known since probably high school, uh, Eugenio Mejia. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Finally. It's funny. Like I was telling you, you were originally going to be the first podcast. You were going to be the first episode, but with you going through and going with your... Uh, new job and then my schedule and your schedule it's just been hard to get both of us down here at the same time so it's uh awesome to have you on and i'm super excited to finally have you down here that way we're able to sit down and catch up and chat a little bit yeah man i'm i'm excited to be here um so we are gonna go through um a few things uh as i sent you kind of the list of subjects that we're talking about well one of the things that popped up is i had it listed as growing up in el reno you told me you're not even from el reno no nah, man i'm i'm actually so I'm born and raised in California. I'm actually uh-huh. from San Diego. Uh-huh. And uh, after on the year, as, as the years you know pass by, I actually lived in Mexico too for a little bit. And then, whenever recession hit, that's whenever I moved out here. Uh huh. So you just, did you, I'm guessing you traveled with your family at a young age. How old were you at the time when you were jumping around? So I believe we moved to Mexico when I was five. Uh-huh. We were there. We were there for two years, then moved back to California. Till, till, till 2008. Uh-huh. And then we finally got over here. And then you've been in Oklahoma ever since? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I always thought you were uh, born and raised Oklahoma and you grew up out there in that El Reno area. Um, one of the things that I wanted to go through and kind of introduce you as is one of the dopest photographers I know. We've got uh, quite a bit to cover, especially when it comes not only your photography, uh, but the genre and selection of cars that you've jumped into as well. Because um, I've got it listed here. Dude, you've been in the drag game, the stance game. Um, you've been now in the import scene again with your newest and latest the uh, type r that you had got which we'll get into that a little bit later um but i kind of want to start off with you growing up uh once you kind of got finalized and set here in oklahoma and you had mentioned your family moved over here from the reception so if you don't mind starting off with that kind of what you remember at a young age and then coming over and starting in oklahoma and we'll go from there yeah so like man it, at a young age you know we always lived in california we uh-huh. You know, my parents my parents both met in San Diego, actually, and that's how that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we we were lucky enough to be there. Like, it was it was a it was a great place, I feel like. Obviously, there's a lot of laws nowadays yeah. where, you know, yeah. not everyone agrees with them. I yeah. get that. I don't it was, agree. It was probably a lot more relaxed back then. Yeah, I don't agree with them either. Yeah. But, I mean, it is it is a beautiful place with beautiful weather. Yeah. Like, yeah. like no one can take that away from that. From that. But... Yeah, man, we eventually, you know, stuff happens, you know, like, can't avoid it. Uh-huh. We ended up moving out here to, to Arino. Uh-huh. And it wasn't bad, man. I, I liked it. It was just weird because it was a, 
going from a big city to a small town. Yeah. Were you in a big city down in Mexico as well, or? No, actually, no. We lived in my dad's hometown, uh-huh. which is not that big. You can, any, almost nobody drives on there. Uh-huh. Everybody walks. Really? Yeah. Everybody walks or rides a bike. So I don't know what they call them in Mexico, but I know over in like Europe and stuff, they call them like villages. Is I mean, did you guys just go by city or towns, or is it the same thing down yeah, there where it, yeah, like it conducts into a village? Yeah. So yeah, it's essentially a village. Uh-huh. Like it's a it's a pueblo. So, you know, yeah. So like yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody knows it there. You know, they know each other by first name basis. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's not that big. Yeah, but at the same time, it is. You can, like, it takes you like at least twenty, thirty minutes to walk all the way across the village. Yeah, which is kind of you know crazy to think about. So, in the, starting from there and then coming over back into the states again, you were probably only five or six at the time. But uh, do you remember kind of like a culture shock, or was there a change in? Uh, the way of living or kind of the way you saw things even when it comes from like day-to-day advertising or vehicles on the road or structures that you see because for me for example you can call me ignorant or whatever you'd like Mm -hmm. to say but i've never been to mexico so i have no idea what it's like down there so no man it it was a culture shock even as a little kid Uh because you know everyone always remembers a certain point in life where they start actually remembering everything yeah i started remembering everything when i was in mexico so when I finally, you know, moved back to the States, it, it was weird because, yeah. you know, my dad had vehicles over here. Yeah. So, like, oh, you can actually, you don't have to walk everywhere. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's just different, you know. And uh, obviously growing up as a, you know, uh, first generation, you know, Latino here, uh-huh. I, I actually didn't know any English until I was, I want to say five or six. No shit, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they learned English till then. Even when you guys were out in California, you primarily just Spanish? Yeah, so, yeah. man, not, not many people know this. I, I know there's a lot of places nowadays, like a lot of schools that offer, like, programs for kids yeah. that don't talk English at all. Yeah. But over there, they have bilingual teachers. Mm-hmm. So, in case there's a kid that doesn't, you know, obviously hasn't learned English at that level yet, yeah, they go to a bilingual teacher, and that's what, that's what happened to me. Yeah. I got lucky enough, man. I was I was still young. Yeah. You know, I learned English in one year. Yeah. It was, which is crazy. But, yeah. Was it was it hard? Was it a struggle? It was a struggle. Oh, yeah. Because, man, I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know this. I, <laughs> obviously, as a kid, you know, you, you don't, you don't doubt yourself yet. But I'm like, yeah. this is hard. Yeah, yeah. Will like, I ever be able to do it? That's another thing, dude. I, I've got like a little, little, just a hint words here and there, Spanish. But I've always wanted to actually sit down and take it on and learn it, um, mainly because, dude, the the Hispanic uh, culture that and the Hispanic community, especially here in Oklahoma City in the South Side, continues to grow and grow and grow. And I've always wanted to, you know, interconnect to be a part, um, even if it is just having a pop-up conversation with somebody and being able to be fluent in Spanish and being able to continue that conversation uh, thus that we would have. So um, I've wanted to sit down and do it, but dude, it is one of those things. It's like, shit, am I going to be able to pick this up or am I just going to be on the struggle bus the entire time? No, man, it is hard. It's a, man, it's just hard because... You know, English is almost like, it's not really the opposite of Spanish, uh-huh. but they're completely different languages. So either one, trying to learn the other, you know, is, is hard. Yeah. Like, you know, someone from here trying to learn Spanish is hard. Someone from Mexico trying to learn, or, you know, Central America, wherever yeah. they come from, them trying to learn English is hard as well. Because yeah. they're two completely different, you know, uh accents as well like yeah luckily i can pull both of them off yeah you know, so they can understand me when you were fine. down there did you guys have like americanized tv or like any kind of like cable or propaganda or 
I technology mean, was kind of still limited back then. So I mean, not there was still uh-huh. there was there was normal stuff. Like uh-huh. let's say, uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but like, you know how like they used to have like uh, cartoons on just normal cable. Yeah. Non-cable, actually, like you had an antenna, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, they they have the same thing over there. Too. Yeah, they have the local, the local channels and yeah, some channels that have uh, cartoons that you can watch for free. Uh-huh. Luckily, the one from over there had you know they had Pokemon, they had Dragon Balls. Yeah, so all that regular yeah. shit you guys still got yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they was had, it was it dubbed for Spanish or was it, it in was. English? Was it? It was yeah. in Spanish, so it was weird. Is it weird watching it now versus like the Spanish and the English now that you understand both? Yeah, so it is weird because nowadays now I watch. It's, I mean, I don't I don't watch many shows, but I do watch anime here and there. Yeah, I watch it in Japanese now. Yeah, like dude, that's it's just so it's just wild. weird. It's yeah. weird, man. Like yeah, but no, nah, I mean it's it's definitely weird going from Spanish TV yeah. to English TV yeah. mainly. Yeah, but it was no, I mean, you know, I was little. I didn't re- really yeah. realize it until now that I'm grown up. So once you guys moved over here, you moved into El Reno, El Reno, and you pretty much born and raised from there. Yeah, pretty did much. you go to El Reno school system? I, I guess did. all growing up, and yeah. you graduated from there. Yeah, eighth grade and uh-huh. forward. Uh-huh. I went to El Reno. Yeah, and then so kind of growing up through there. When did you kind of get an introduction into the car scene and uh, kind of grow up with the hobbies that you have now? I don't know what came first. Did the camera come first, or did the cars come first? Cars came first. Cars came first. Yes, for sure. So was that kind of like an introduction? I mean, were you playing like Midnight Club and like? need for speed or what sparked what's the earliest memory you have of sparking is it something that came down from your dad or from your mom or what got you into that introduction man so my dad loves cars uh-huh. he he will he will deny it he will say he's not interested in cars yeah yeah but that man loves cars yeah. inside you know like yeah he helped me he's actually you know the main reason why i like cars because uh man when i bought my first car he was the one to help me with doing any kind of work to it mm-hmm. he does, he's not a mechanic or nothing but that man loves to learn stuff. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that he will say no to. So, like, he helped me with whatever he could. Yeah. You know? But that was definitely the main reason. And then, you know, video games. Obviously, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I think for our generation, dude, video games were a huge impact, dude. Because yeah. we grew up in that culture with, uh, dude, all the Midnight Clubs, all the Need for Speeds. Fast and Furious just started coming out and becoming a thing. Dude, I feel like we got the real lucky generation when it comes to, you know, the culture and the impact of the automotive uh, community, especially the industry growing back at that time of us growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's a, we definitely got to look, because like, we're like in the, in between generations. It's, it's weird, yeah. you know, like yeah. we got to see all the old stuff and all the new stuff. Yeah. It's almost like we're, we get to see all of it. Yeah. But I was, I was talking to Justin about air, air management on the first episode and dude, we are even talking about like the shut off and turn off valves for air suspension. And now everything is controlled by your phone. Like you could just, fucking set whatever bag left right front rear that you want to what air pressure and just do it from your cell phone app yeah man wanna it's crazy because like you know we, we we literally got to see it all we got we got to see a whole transition yeah and we didn't even realize it until you know we're in the scene finally so what what going backwards what were your hobbies growing up kind of into the high school like junior high what what did you do what did you enjoy doing Man, so like back then, I actually I didn't care for sports. Uh-huh. I was into video games, obviously. You know, yeah. I loved video games. I loved, you know, anything from Pokemon, yeah, Yu Gi Oh, yeah, uh, 
Man, I remember playing Final Fantasy all the time. Dude, that's one thing I've missed out on that I need to jump in on. My brother, my older brother played it uh, for like the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. but I never got into it. I always missed it. So even the newest ones coming out, I don't know what they're about or what's going on, but I need to just buy one and sit down and play it. Yeah, I mean, just play one because they're, technically they're not all connected. Uh-huh. They're all different, like different characters, different timelines. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, definitely video games is what mainly brought me to like cars as much as I'll do now. Yeah. So what was your first? My first car? Yeah. Man, actually, I had a 1992 Integra GSR. Hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Man, they're actually, I, I didn't know at the time. Uh-huh. My, the, uh, funny enough, so I was looking for my first car. I uh-huh. was, I had just turned 16. I had been working uh, part-time after school yeah. at this local Mexican restaurant, being a dishwasher. Yeah. I saved up, you know, some money. They were working there and McDonald's uh-huh. when I was following 16. Damn, you had two jobs and you were going well, to school too? Well, I went, I, I transitioned from one oh, to okay. the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I, I saved up enough and I was like, hey, dad, I think, I think I'm ready to buy a car. Mm-hmm. And he was coming back from work one day, just saw on the side of the road for sale. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, it was only Craigslist back then. Yeah. You know, there wasn't any Facebook marketplace. Nope. Instagram nothing. ads. There was no Facebook. Yeah. I barely had a Facebook back then too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, my dad found it on the side of the road for sale. And he's like, hey, what do you think about this? He he brought pictures home that day. Did you know back then? Not to cut off your story, I'm sorry, but did you know back then that you were into imports? Was that your get go? Yeah, that was, was it. That was my get. You know, obviously, cause because because anime, and and video games, and stuff like that. Fast yeah, it, was that an influence? Yeah, it yeah. was the big influence right yeah. there. I mean, I mean, I, f- I feel like I've always liked everything. Yeah, you know, but my my first go to, you know, my dad telling me to buy something. Uh, economically friendly is that know? what he's told about the integra was that yeah. the, was that the get-go well no I, at that point i knew what i wanted yeah and i was like i mean i want a civic or i want an integra mm-hmm. one of those two and then he found that one and brought it home yep and he brought it home he he actually didn't even tell me i t- I, I actually f- at first hand i gave him the money to go get it yeah but he came home one day he didn't even tell me he had it i got home from work that day at 11 yeah it was a friday night and i asked him i was like hey man are you gonna go look at it again he's like what do you mean it's already here. No shit. And I look outside, and it's already here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Wait, my What God. color was it? It was white. Uh-huh. It was white. Uh-huh. It had red Rota GT3 wheels. No shit. That everybody else back in the day want, knew about, too. But, yeah. no, man, I was, like, screaming, probably. You're balling out, dude. But I was so happy. My yeah. first car. You yeah. Know, it, was, it was kind of a definitely priceless moment. Uh-huh. I gotta think about it. So what what memories do you have back then with the first Integra? I mean, did you start going to car meets or pop up shows, or when did that culture kind of influence and get into your life? So when the first the first few months I had it, it was just me driving around town. Yeah, didn't go nowhere. Yeah, I was still learning how to drive, you know, on my own. Yeah, so didn't really go nowhere. And I want to say a few months after that, one of my friends from Arena, his name's Damien. Yo, shout out to Damien. I haven't talked to you in a while, but um, he was like, hey, man, you want to go to IFO? I was like. Oh, shit. I was like. IFO. What? I was like, what's IFO? Yeah. He's like, bro, you got to go. Yeah. It's in Tulsa. I was like, yeah, I'm down. Uh-huh. Changed my life. Yeah. That, but, dude, that pretty much sparks it all. I think that was it for me, too, was IFO down in Noble. And for those who are listening, IFO is basically import face-off, and that is like the race wars of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how it is now. I haven't been in forever. But back then, dude, I remember, like, dude, everyone would come out. Like, uh, who was the company with the S2K, the Turbo S2K? They would bring out uh, their S2K, and then they also had a Civic Hatch that was boosted. Both of them were fully boosted. 
But they would come out, dude. You'd have other companies with boosted Hondas come out. It was basically just like the biggest and the baddest imports, whether show or drag racing. Yeah, that was back then when there were all the big companies that are now. Yeah. Like, let's say T1 Racing. That was when they were still back in Civics. The yeah. Hondas. I don't know. Yeah. If- I don't know if anybody knows that or uh-uh. remembers that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, they used to do that. Didn't Sheepy start off with imports, too? Yes, yes, That's what did. I thought. Yeah, I'm yeah, a huge man. fan of Sheepy, and I remember when they started off with Evo intercoolers. Like, they yeah. were huge in the Evo game, and now I follow them on Instagram, and, like, all they do is fucking imports, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, before the Evos, they did Civics and Integras, believe it or not. I still remember seeing Alex Soto's, like, Sheepy built. You know, he's he's you know he's, yeah. the, he's the guy, but... Yeah. His own personal car on Honda tuning, and I was like, "Yo, this is sick!" Yeah, like it was a cra- it was an insane car. That's that's one thing I miss about back then was the magazines, dude. I wish we still had magazines and shit these days. Yeah, like dude, one of the, one of the things on the bucket list is to get one of my vehicles, whatever it may be, posted in a magazine. I'm like, dude, it's not a fucking thing anymore. Like yeah. it, it's literally just all internet or social media or Instagram pages. Pretty much, yeah, dude. I miss that from back then. I wish they still did that. Man, like. It's just a it's just it's just different going up to like where the magazines are at the store yeah, yeah. and going to see the new issue you know yeah you're a little you always looked forward to it every month yeah but no nah, man but yeah going going back though to that whole IFO thing mm-hmm. the night before that actually my friend was like hey man I know you want I know you're excited for IFO today or for tomorrow but you trying to go to thirty ninth. <laughs> so i got so i got my cherry popped <laughs> yeah. in one whole weekend yeah yeah doing all the things but yeah. but funny enough it was too late that night uh-huh we didn't go to the 39th yeah but i went to the car wash yeah dude the council car wash on council dude, expressway bro it's crazy talking about that that's been mentioned in all four episodes now Mm -hmm. dude it's nuts that was the shit i don't think i feel bad for these people growing up now because they will never experience that i drove by it the other day and it's a fucking quick wash now yeah they tore it it down yeah yeah man it's it's kind of sad dude that was the literally like if you could think of a fast and furious or need for speed like meetup spot where Mm -hmm. everyone would show up and pop their hoods that was the place yeah so man i got to see that and it was it was crazy because yeah man obviously you know, not being in the scene yet, you didn't get to see all the cars that yeah. are out there. Yeah. Man, I remember the first day, the first night I went there, you know, I saw an RX-7 for the first time. Insane. I saw a, what else did I see? I, see, I seen a Supra for the first time yeah. there. And then. You remember those guys that used to mob around in S2Ks with like the anime hoods? Yeah. Dude, there was like three to five of them and they would roll around together with mm-hmm. the Slam S2Ks and each of them had a different color anime hood with the big <laughs> wing. Yep. Dude. I remember. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is that I don't think they're around no more, but, man, it, it, it's crazy because, like, there were so many cars there that I remember from back in the day that, you know, and then those people aren't really in the scene anymore either. Yeah. But it was cool getting brought up with all that. Yeah. You know, and. I We got very, very lucky. Yeah. Dude, with the with the video games, with the magazines and the culture at the time, and then the shows and the street culture as well. Because, mm-hmm. dude, it wasn't like it is today where anything and everything is getting busted or too much drama that or everything's just socialized and president, uh, presented only on social media. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how was your IFO experience? What did you what did you get to see and rode through on the first time? Man, so many cars. I saw you my... guys made the drive up there? Yes, we did. Yeah, it was yeah, like man. two and a half hours? It was like an hour and a half because, yeah. you know. People like to speed. I don't like to speed, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I mean, it was, it was great. i never seen so many cars in one place before. Yeah. I was so excited. I took pictures. I, got, I filled up 
you know how back then you used to be able to put an SD card in your in your phone? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. filled up a whole SD card. Yeah. Like it was crazy because <laughs> that I was it was like it was almost like a high. Yeah. It was like you're like I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's whole different, it's another culture shock. Yeah. Because like I said, automotive dude, automotive game starts and just goes forever and ever. Like the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at IFO, dude. Like I said, I don't know how it is this days, but back back in the days, dude, it was race wars. It was mm-hmm. literally anybody and everybody who had the biggest and the baddest showed up. Yeah, man. It's not. It's nothing. I went the other day uh-huh. for it. Yeah. It was fun. It yeah. was fun seeing all my friends there, but. Yeah. yeah. Cause I haven't, I, mean, I don't go out as much anymore. Yeah, same. But man, it's it's not, it's not the same as it used to be. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and I I think it has to do with uh, Justin and I talked about this, but this kind of new Instagram culture, um, which has its positives, but it also has the negatives. So you have like, you know, the way of branding and showing out and you know all this Instagram fame. People like to do a bunch of stupid shit mm-hmm. and like to hot lap spots and get themselves in trouble over and over again. And it's just not the same that it used to be. So when everything was underground and a lot more, you know, quietly spoken and we got away with a lot more back then. So you remember yeah. RS fuels? Yeah, dude. It fucking pumps were packed with the hottest cars. And then everybody parked around RS fuels. Dude, we used to do that every single Saturday for a whole summer and have no issues at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it's, it almost comes back to the whole, I remember you and Justin talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, no one posted a meet. No one would ask where the meet was. That it's, yeah. you knew where it was at. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you show up. Yeah. And that's where it would be at. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I wish it was that way. Uh, the spot over uh, East I thirty five by Frontier City uh, is all fenced in now. Is Do you it remember really? going up there? I heard they built the fence. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, but is it? Was it called Carlisle? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the one where you like drive over on the east service road, and then you go east, and then you go up the hill into like the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard they put a fence, they put a gate in, so you oh, can't even get up there anymore. Oh, that yeah, sucks. spot got ruined as well. Yeah, I mean it's just it happens. It's what happens. It's going to happen eventually. You know, if for example, everyone goes there every weekend. Yeah, no one switches it up, burns it out, and yeah. nothing. Yeah, uh, and like I said, I feel like this generation. Um, are kind of figuring it out for themselves, and by doing so, it's kind of fucking a lot of shit off, dude. Especially these street takeovers, dude. That shit, I bro, never in my life have I wanted to go to a cul-de-sac or to a uh, middle of a suburban street intersection and just start doing fucking donuts, or even on the middle of I two forty or I thirty five. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's just that's just the new generation. They don't, yeah. they don't. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like that and the consequences, right? The consequences probably aren't enough for them. Yeah, it's almost like. Hey. <laughs> trying to attack a fly behind the blinds. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's weird. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I was always scared of getting in trouble. Yeah, same. You know? Yeah. So. You remember twenty ninth, twenty ninth down on the south side, and then they would go over to. Uh, that old bingo spot where you would have the service road that goes down and under the bridge and back up, and they would street race up that road. Yeah, when it's like little U-turn. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, that used to be the fucking shit, too. Everyone would go down there and line up and race up at the gas station. Yeah, they would go there, and they would go to, they would go to B&R yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember LKQ was a hot spot back then. We'd yeah. go to LKQ and fucking kick it every now yeah, and then. Yeah, man, they go there. They go to FedEx. Yeah. They go, they go everywhere. Um, but back to you, dude. So you, you had your first car and kind of growing up and graduating through high school. When did you 
get into the Camry game, did that come before the Mustang? Think your, your first Mustang? A little bit before the Mustang. Was yeah. it? So you kind of got into photography or picked up? How did that start out? So not many people know, but my sister is a photographer too. Okay, no shit. So I remember one day we were at IFO. Yeah. Sure enough, yeah. again, you know, and my phone died. <laughs> she had her camera with her. She was like, "Hey, you want to you want to try using the camera?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, I'm scared because I don't know how to use it. Yeah. So, but no, nah, I mean, my sister's been she's she's taking pictures since she was like I want to say 15. Yeah. So, y'all, man, she luckily she was she taught me how to use a, a camera and mm-hmm. whatnot, and I kind of taught myself how to edit. And did that get the bite? Did you start using it more and more after that, or mm-hmm. what? When yep. did you When did you go into buying your first one, and what was your first camera body? I think I bought my first one when I was back in like 2015. I want to say I bought a I bought a Canon 6D. Yep. I actually sold it to you. Yep. Was that the one? Yep. No that shit. That was my first camera. My, really? For, yep. My really? first camera, actually. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, you bought my first camera off of me. Yeah, yeah, that's wild because I started off with that what T three I T three, which is not a bad camera at all. Yeah, it wasn't bad <laughs> for back then. I mean, I started with like a Rebel XS. Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't even take video. That's yeah. how old it is. Yeah. It was a ten megapixel camera. Dude, these new cameras coming out that are all mirrorless. I want a Sony A seven so bad. Is that what you have now, or what do you shoot with now? Yeah, yeah, I have a dude. I have a A seven. I want one. A seven three now. I want one so bad, dude. <coughs> that will probably be my next camera body. I'll, I'll go over into Sony mirrorless. No, I mean, not. I mean, anyone that's looking into, into Sony, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know? Just don't get a Nikon. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm man. trashing them forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Those those new mirrorless Nikons. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Are they wild? I got I got to I got to use one in Japan when yeah. I was in Japan. Yeah. They are wild. Yeah. They are good. Yeah. Same with Canon-like R6s. Dude, the new Canon is nasty. Yeah. The brand new one that they came out with that's mirrorless. Mm-hmm. The What is it, The Canon RS, something like that? Man, I forgot what the name of it's it is. It's something similar, but dude, that thing's supposed to be extreme. Yeah, man. It, it just they just keep getting better and better. Like, I know, there's a, I know it's a preference, yeah. but man, they're all good. So, growing up over in El Reno, because they have a heavier drag scene, mm-hmm. when did you start getting into the drag? When did street racing become a thing? Because that's how I eventually ended up meeting you. We met each other. It wasn't the Hinton drags, but it was the... Uh, the street drags out probably, there, probably. Man, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I think you were out there. Yeah, the, it was the small town weekend. Yeah, yeah, small town weekend, dude. Yeah, which, that's which, how which, we originally met. Which, funny enough, is next month. Is it really? Yeah, that's coming up, dude. Mm-hmm. We should go for a reunion. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember going out to that. That's where I first had met you. Um, but how did you kind of get into the drag scene and start meeting those people? Because I know you're quite heavy in it for a while. Yeah. Well, so man, not not a lot of people know, but my friend Jason Drotty uh-huh. and my friend Cole Norn. They both drag race. I grew. I pretty much grew up, you know, through high school with them. Mm-hmm. I've known them forever, and you know they drag race a lot. They they both have actual drag cars. I, yeah. don't, I didn't have a drag car, but I was like, man, I kind of want to tinker with V8s for a little bit. Yeah, and that's what ended up happening. I found a a Mustang for sale. I ended up buying it, mm-hmm. and, and that was your first Cobra. That was that was the part. That was my first Mustang. Yeah. 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 Was it the white one? It was the white one, yeah. The white Cobra that you had when I first met you? Yeah, it was like it was like a it was like a Cobra like clone kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a Cobra bumper on it and whatnot. Yeah, it, dude, that was a super clean car. I miss it. Yeah. But then again I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. I had to fix so much things on that car. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Like, I, like I think the only thing that was left untouched on that car was the trans. Yeah. Everything else I replaced. Dude, so I remember meeting you at uh, that small town weekend. And then after that, we started kind of clicking and going to stuff together. And I remember growing up together and going to the street scene, uh, especially when I got my Evo, dude, there was like shit popping off everywhere. Like, bro, we were racing, if not every night, every weekend, every Friday and Saturday night for like summers on summers. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was kind of a, a good, good time in the scene. Dude, I feel uh, like freaking, uh, Michael Karaiki, Eric Mason, Jesse, David, uh, Brad, Robert, uh, I'm sure I'm missing some names, but dude, we used to like be out constantly all the time, just doing anything and whatever. Actually that, that race, uh, on the intro where you hear me go three, two, one go. Yeah. And then we end up taking off. Do that's me and, uh, Eric Mason's car, us racing like two <laughs> other cars on the highway doing a roll race. That's funny. Yeah. One night down, uh, down in North Oklahoma city. Nah, man. Yeah. That's right. I think that's what, around the time I started meeting anyone else too, cause I had just recently bought another Mustang. Uh-huh. I had that five O. The five O, the white five O. That yeah. one was clean too, dude. And yeah. I started meeting everybody after that one, and that was that was a fun time for sure. Yeah. Like, so you kind of went from you know being into the import kind of stand show scene to going into the heavy domestic, actually drag racing and roll racing. Yeah. Was that was that kind of a twist, or is it something that just came naturally, or how did you feel going into the domestic? Yeah, it just naturally just came. Yeah. Because man, like I said, I like I like them all. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to discriminate any car. Yeah. I like them all, but yeah, like eventually I started buying stuff for the Mustang and I was like, I should just do this for now, mm-hmm. you know, what I, with what I have. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I ended up doing all that. I didn't, I didn't really race that much with that car, uh-huh. but I was definitely around taking pictures a lot, way more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And going to more shows and kind of back to that, what kind of shows and, you know, achievements and people have you been able to work with based off photography? Are you kind of starting up as an amateur and getting into it, as you were saying earlier, um, you started learning how to edit and learning how to operate your camera. When did you start taking it seriously? I, mean, I think 2016, I started taking it a little bit more serious because I was like, man, I like, actually, I can do some stuff now that I never thought I'd be able to. And I got to shoot with some good people. Like, mm-hmm. I got to shoot with, with Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Asian. Yep, Asian. Yeah. Anyone knows him as Asian. Yeah. Farm truck and Asian, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I got to work with him. I got to work with with Louie a lot, too. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah, he's solid. Solid dude, man. And then, uh, I mean, I got to shoot my fair share of stuff with Richard as well. Yeah. Man, Richard, Richard put me on a lot of stuff. Yeah. With six sixty street and the one yeah. percent back or the the nine nine percent, my yeah. bad. Yeah, and got to do a lot of drag racing pictures, which is no one really did back then. Mm-hmm. They did it at the track, yeah, but they didn't Not do on it the at, street. on the street. Yeah, so that was pretty cool too. But yeah, I think a little bit after that is when I started getting a little burned out. Yeah, you know, started slowing and, down. Dude, it kind of sucks. That's the one thing I feel like we all go through is like when you do it as a hobby and do it for fun, dude. You love it and you enjoy it, but when it feels like it's a schedule and you have to be there and you have to be doing it and you got to make sure you get this done, that's when it kind of burns you out and you start feeling a drag and it's not as fun as it used to be as much as a hobby. No, not at all. That's, yeah. and that's where that's where sadly like it starts going downhill. Yeah, and you're you're trying to decide whether you still want to keep doing it or not because. Obviously, you still have to work for a living. Yeah, you know most of this stuff are just hobbies. They're not. 
it's not the way that we put food on the table. Yeah. So make our mainly or our main financial income. Yeah. yeah. So after that, I mean, I kind of just stepped away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I did more car stuff. You know, and it, it was good though. You know, it was it was a good way to balance it because yeah, I remember those 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 following years I worked a lot. Yeah. Like I don't think I got any Saturdays off. Yeah. I worked Monday through Saturday. The whole year, yeah, got one day off a week. Well, I remember I didn't see you for like forever, dude, and that's the main reason why. Yeah, man, and then from there, you know, I was like, I want to go take pictures now because I don't get to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now you want to go out and start doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I would it go kind of resets that table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feeling burnt down and overdrawn, the gauge starts going back down to where you feel reset. Yeah, at that point, you just want to go back and forth. You're yeah. like, I'll take pictures. Okay, I'm good now. So you've kind of been through all three scenes, and we'll talk about it here in a second, your trip to Japan. But, um, I mean, you, you lived the stance game and the stance life. You went into the drag racing, roll racing scene, and then also you've been a part of the drifting here and there and been able to see some of the drifting. What are, I mean, I know you don't discriminate against those three styles, but out of those three styles, what do you enjoy more? How is it transitioning to each one and being able to go out and see? Man, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes... I think it's it's almost like a mood thing. Like, uh-huh. if I want to see some some cars get down, man, the streets is definitely yeah the way always. to do it. You know, like man, like there's some cars that literally hit 140 miles an hour in a eighth of a mile. Yeah, insane. You yeah. know, yeah. And then one day you just want to just chill. You just want to go with your friends that are stands. Yeah, go get man, boba. They, then they have show cars, man. They just cruise. Yeah, go take pictures somewhere. Yeah. And then obviously, if you want to go for some cool ride-alongs. Sometimes you just want to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'll go to those drift drift events every now and then. Yeah, dude. Especially the Oklahoma with full lock drift. It's starting to build up slowly but surely. They're starting to get more of a following down here. Yeah, I mean, all the the drift ride guys have been killing it lately, too. Yeah. I don't don't go as much. I don't go as often as I I want to to drift events to go support my friends because, obviously, Man, I don't know how to drift a car. I don't yeah. know how to do all that. But <laughs> you remember, you remember Jeremy Davis drifting his Lexus, and he he fucking knocked his front bumper, and he was rolling around here and there with no front bumper on the front of his car. Oh, Jeremy! <laughs> I remember him drifting that thing, dude. I wasn't there when it happened, but I saw the picture, Man, and he was on he was on X Games mode. Yeah, <laughs> full X Games mode, dude. He was committed. He drifted the shit out of that Lexus for a while, which was his daily driver. Yeah. You wild, man. Yeah. You wild. Yeah. Um, but following up to that, you actually went on a trip to Japan with Jeremy. Yes, I did. How how long ahead did you guys have to plan that? Was that just like a bullshit moment of you guys talking back and forth? And like next thing you knew, you bought tickets? Or how did that get locked in? Yeah, so at first I was just like, obviously Jeremy's been more than once or twice to, to yeah. Japan. Yeah, so, he's heavily influenced, especially yeah. by the Japanese culture and uh anime and kind of everything that seemed down through um anything and everything that has to do with not even just Japanese but Asian in general. Yeah. So like um it was um, it was almost like a bullshit bullshit idea that yeah I don't know where just came up one day he's like, Hey man, let's go to Japan. Uh-huh. He's like, Yeah, I'm down and then we didn't really think it was gonna go anywhere. Yeah. And one day we're like, Hey man, I think we should start planning for it. He's like I'm down. Yeah. So we start playing for it. You know, we start looking for, for, um, plane tickets. Yeah. You know all that. And one day I came across a six hundred fifty dollar ticket round trip uh-huh. for each person. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, I know you. I don't know if you're down actually or not, but I just bought these two tickets. So I hope you're ready. No shit. Yeah. Really. And he's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but. So from yeah. there, yeah. So from there we started planning. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure I bought them like eight months ahead. Yeah. So it was a water plan. It took a little bit of water plan, but yeah. What all? What all in in that? Because you guys have Tyler over there, right? Tyler, who used to live here, lives over there now. Yeah, he's Jay, a yeah, teacher. Jay, yeah, yeah, Jay lives over there still. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, so we ended up just planning a, a trip. Yeah. And we sat over there for two weeks. Uh, what was what was kind of the trip? Obviously, you flew out here from Oklahoma. Where did you go to? So we flew into I want to say it's called Narita. Uh-huh. Narita Airport from so, Oklahoma. No, we we actually flew out of. So we fir- we fl- we drove to Dallas. Okay. Flew out of Dallas to LA. Uh-huh. Then from LA to Japan. Okay, so you didn't go the east route. You went west. I'm guessing that's closer than going over east. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think from LA to Japan is, I want to say, eleven hours. Yeah, that's not too bad. No, it's on a plane. It gets old though. I believe it. Yeah, especially when you're stuck. How was the yeah. plane ride? Was it comfortable, or did you yeah, guys get okay. stuck in? It was okay. Yeah. You can't sleep because you're too excited. Yeah. 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 You know. You had to pull that Drake song, uh, took a Xanax on the flight. <laughs> nah, I wish. Yeah. What no. did, how does that song go? Uh, now I'm out like a light. Yeah, out like a light. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I wish. <laughs> I think Jeremy slept for a little bit, but yeah, I, didn't get, I didn't get to yeah. sleep at all. Well, dude, especially when you, you're heavily influenced and you're growing up, and now you're actually going over there to see where all of it originate from. So Yeah. It was kind of insane. It's yeah. an insane feeling that you're actually there. So how was it? Stepping off the plane and going through the airport. It was crazy. It yeah. was like, you know, you're like, this is like, welcome to Japan, you know, everywhere. Yeah. In all languages. Yeah. Because obviously they're they're nice people. But. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a huge international spot, too. Yeah. Anybody and everybody is going there. No, I mean, it was insane, though. Like, it was the biggest culture shock ever. Mm-hmm. What you are some of, some of those things you got to experience? So, obviously, you know, food. Yeah. Transportation. Yeah. Few, food is a huge, huge difference over there, I'm sure. Yeah. Man, over there, man, they... Is it kind of like the Hispanic culture, Hispanic food, where it's like more Americanized over there? But once you get over there and get where it actually again originates from, it's a totally different factor. Yeah, I feel like everything's Americanized to yeah. an extent. But yeah. no, nah, man, food over there is delicious. Yeah, even at Seven Eleven, it's good, dude. And that's another thing I've heard and talked about is like they have like vending machines for pizzas and vending machines for sushi and yeah. Funny enough, I remember we were at Daikoku. Which is one of the parking areas where everyone meets up at mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. All the cars. They had a vending machine, and it had a ham it had hamburgers and it had French fries. Dude, that's insane. So I got a French fry one. Yeah, I actually have the I have a video of it. I have to show you later, but yeah, they came out crispy too. Really? I was like, this there's no way. <laughs> Dude, imagine if we had those over here. Yeah, I'd be mean, getting French fries out of the vending machine all the time. Yeah, that's insane, dude. So, uh, kind of going into the cold car uh, car culture, did Jay take you guys into that, or how did you guys find out that scene? <clears throat> well, I mean, everyone, I mean, it's all over the internet where, like, uh-huh. they go to Daikoku or, uh, yeah. I forgot the name of the other one, but there's a lot of parking areas where people go up and meet. Yeah. Uh, and Is it kind of like over here, it's just every month, every weekend thing? Or? It's almost like every night thing really? for them. Really? Yeah. Like, you go up there on a random weeknight, there's uh-huh. people up there. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because, like, it's le- it's a legit parking area where you can go and rest. Mm-hmm. But people would just show up there because it's in the middle of the highway. Yeah. You can't walk there. You yeah. can't take the taxi there. Yeah. You have to drive up there with someone. So, no, luckily enough, we, um, my friend Carrie, he's he used to be over there a lot. And uh, he normally transports, like... Uh, I want to say parts and whatnot from Japan, whatnot, and uh, 
He used to be over there a lot for looking for parts, etc., etc. Luckily, he was there at the time whenever we were there. And we got lucky enough where we were able to hitch a ride with him to the parking areas. Mm. And got to see everything that night. I think I vaguely remember him, too. Because Tyler used to always talk about him whenever he lived here. Well, I don't know if they know each other. No. But Carrie's from Dallas. Okay. Maybe yeah. it was from you or Jeremy then. Because I remember you guys saying somewhere you were able to get parts, like, literally from Japan. Yeah. Due maybe. to someone you knew over there. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, man, he, he, he was nice enough to take us around, uh-huh. you know. and That's got to help a lot, knowing someone over there that's kind of been in the scene and knows where things are. Yeah, man, he knew, he knew a lot of people. Yeah. Man, it was a Friday night, too. Yeah. He took us probably on the best night. It rained that it rained all the day that day as uh-huh. well, which is funny. Are you driving around listening to funk hop? <laughs> nah, like, but. like the, the Japanese rap and the the funk playlist, the sci-fi, the the lo-fi, lo-fi to chill too and relax too. <laughs> yes, while it's raining in Japan, nah, I feel I sh- like you got to do it to get the full experience. Man, that probably would have been relaxing, honestly, yeah. over there because it rains and it's but it rains like. So peacefully. Yeah. It's like, it's tropical over there. Yeah. How, how was it uh, seeing the car scene over there from over here? Like, I'm guessing obviously a lot more imports than domestics. You probably yeah. saw like zero to no <coughs> domestics. Funny enough, I actually saw some. Really? Yeah. I don't know if they were stationed there uh-huh. maybe or what, but no. Yeah. no. I mean, I saw like so many weird cars that you would not think of seeing over there. Yeah. Like a two-door Tahoe. Really? Like an OBS two-door Tahoe. I'm like, yeah. what's that doing here? Yeah. But no, I mean, it was, it was cool though because... I mean, I'm not going to say Japanese have way more quality builds than we do because yeah. I feel like that's not true. But, but I feel like the culture is a lot more. Man, they're very they're they're very good when it comes to detail. Yeah. Like, they have beautiful cars over there. Yeah. And I got to see it firsthand, and it was it was awesome. Yeah. You know. What are what are kind of some of your favorite builds over there that you got to see? I mean, I got to see, like, there was the soup. It was a, it was a, a Mark IV Supra. It's an FD RX-7 parked next to each other. They had matching wheels. Mm-hmm. It was sick. Yeah. I was like, man, I was like. I took, Super I, clean. I took like 50 pictures of them yeah. when I was there. Yeah. Um, I got to see. I remember I took a picture of Nismo GTR when I was there too. Uh-huh. And everyone loved that picture because like you could see all the, the whole background with nothing but buildings. Yeah. See, that's why I would want to go, dude, just for the influence of that. Like, not for just one subtle thing, but everything when it comes together. Like, the car culture, the food, the experience, the places, the backdrop. I feel like that's what makes it all over there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, a clean, it's a clean place. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah. And great food. Like I, I feel like I have to ask this, but did you and Jeremy get drug into any alleys by Asian women? No, we did not. You didn't? No. I've heard that's a thing over there. Man, I, I thought too. If you go to the wrong district. Yeah, but probably by Jacuzzi. But, <laughs> but no, nah, man, we didn't We didn't get in no trouble or yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, we didn't have any problems over there, luckily. I know Jeremy had had issues before one one time, one of his visits with Jacuzzi, but yeah. they left him alone because yeah. he was a foreigner. Yeah. But no, nah, man, look, most of the time there's a lot of stuff over there that don't want foreigners in there. Really? Like, like cafes, uh-huh. like some made cafes. Yeah, they don't allow foreigners in there. Why? I don't know. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Because foreigners are way different than Japanese people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know? Just anything from mannerisms to, <laughs> I, I believe it. Um. So, kind of the food spots. What what food did you get to go over there and try while you were there? What did you enjoy? Man, a lot of curry. 
Yeah, a lot of cocoa. A it. lot of a lot of cocoa's curry, uh-huh. which delicious. You got way. the true sake. I got some sake. Well, Jay took us out bar hopping one one time. And yeah, didn't you guys go karaoke in or something? Ah, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think so. But <laughs> like, was, I was so I was on the sake. So man, we were. We were drinking. We were yeah. eating all kinds of bar food over there. Dude, I feel like it's got to be so good, dude. It is. So good, bro. It is. Fuck. It's so cool because, like, this main there's screens everywhere on your table. Yeah. You want another beer? Guess what? You just press that button and they bring you another beer. Yeah. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and that. that, too, like, the technological difference. Did you have one of the toilets that were, like, sunk down on the ground? No. Lu- you no. didn't? Luckily really? enough, I didn't have to put up with one of those. <laughs> really? But they all had bidets. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Yeah. Did yeah. you get your, your butthole sprayed? No. I did, no. Not. did you no. turn it off? <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> you looked at it, you said, I ain't yeah, about this I shit. I was like, no, nah, this is not me. <laughs> you didn't even think about it? Nope. Not even <laughs> you, twice. It wasn't even, wasn't even a suggestion. No. But I did That's get. so funny. But I did get to use the seat warmer, which yeah. is really nice when it's cold. It's like a toilet seat warmer? Like it's just imagine a regular toilet seat, uh-huh. but it's, it has a heater in it. Yeah, dude, that's needed. I like, need one of those. Like imagine, ASAP. like imagine the middle of the night when it's cold. Yep. Like, trust me, I've been there. I've done it. I've I've fought those wars. It's so nice. I've fought those battles before. It, it's that so are nice. like uh, if you don't have um, any kind of thing over your tile, like anything to put your feet on, and then mm-hmm. you're standing on cold tile, dude, it ruins the experience. Absolutely <laughs> fucking horrible. I hate it, dude. Hate it. I've fought those battles one too many times. Yeah, but no, nah, it'd be like that though. And then, uh, what else, dude? I used to be a huge uh, speed speed hunters fan. Mm-hmm. Huge speed hunters fan. I was such a speed hunters fanboy, and they would uh, follow and capture a lot of that stuff over in their Japan. So mm-hmm. you would get to see the actual RHD Supras and actual R34s and R33s, R32s, mm-hmm. and RX7s and stuff like that, dude. They used to capture some of the sickest stuff, dude. And that's why I want to go over there so bad. Yeah, I mean, what's what's cool about those course too is that like you think they have to go somewhere special to see them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're walking down the street and you and randomly just, just you see one of those cars just driving yeah. down. It's insane. Yeah. Like, just, just, I guess they decided to drive to work that day mm-hmm. in their car, and it's it, there. It's parked there. How is it from, like, you know, small little differences from the parking to the food to the buildings? Like, what are some things that you can point out that kind of shocked you or that you noticed were different from the get-go? So, like, over there, obviously, it's, it's, it's a crowded place, mm-hmm. right? So, they built up instead of around. Yeah. So there's a, there'd be a lot of buildings that have a lot of different things in one building, but they're just in different floors. Yeah. So that was different. Did you get to see the, any of the parking garages where they like go up? It's like the elevator looking thing. No, nah, I wish. No? I, Dude, want, I, I wanted, wanted to see, see one, one so those. bad, yeah. but I didn't get to see one. Dude, that uh, idea is just so crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, like, like so and, crazy. And they're real too. Yeah. That's the crazy part. But no, yeah. I mean, I think you get to see one, like, sadly. I remember Jay went over there, and then he posted up his, like, slant Lexus on chrome wheels, and it's got the exhaust that's, like, flanged up and out with, like, the lights and, like, the taxi light on top mm-hmm. of it. I'm like, dude, that shit's wild. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the bus is so cute. Yeah, you would see that over here in the US, United States, especially in Oklahoma, and people would be like, what the fuck is going on with that? Yeah, the all the all the people with lifted trucks would be like, what is that? <laughs> dude, I've a... Uh, I've uh, talked to some people overseas, dude, and they they are like completely mind blown about the lifted truck thing. 
like it is just like one of those things where it's just such an american cultural ordeal that they they don't have those over there like we do over here like the the 30 inch wheels with like the you know eight inch lift stuff like that that's like super heavily over dramatic they don't understand it nor have they ever seen it yeah like it's definitely not either i had a i had a friend from i think it was england and she was like, if she ever came over, the first thing she wanted to do was ride in a truck. And I'm like, dude, that's so fucking weird to me. Driving a, a big yee yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yee yee. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's awesome. So you, you ended up getting to spend some time over there in Japan, uh, getting to see kind of sign of, you know, cultural differences and uh, ended up coming back. Um, I mean, coming back and kind of selling in. Did you spend enough time over there where it was like you were ready to go home, or do you wish you were there for forever? I wish I was. I definitely wish I'd stay there longer. Yeah, yeah. Because when I always tell everyone this, you guys were there two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Uh So when I always tell everyone this, like when they're like, "Oh, I plan to go to Japan one day," I'm like, "Man, like this is the sad truth." But you're gonna go there and experience all this stuff, but you're gonna wish you had more time to go experience more. Yeah. And just how it is, you know. I think yeah. with any any place that you go to, mm-hmm. but no, I mean, I was sad. I was like, it was like post, it was like post trip depression. Almost, yeah, yeah. I got well, absolutely. Some place as beautiful as that, and you know, some place that, like I said, where you're heavily influenced into the anime and the gaming and yeah. stuff like that. Did you guys get to go to any kind of like markets or any arcades or things like that? Oh yeah, we went to a lot of arcades. Yeah, yeah. Is it fucking nuts over there or what? Yeah. Especially, man, Jeremy wanted to go to arcade so bad. Yeah. And randomly, he'd be like, hey, I'll be back. And go to arcade. Just fucking disappear. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll go to the bookstore or something. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> no, nah, man, that man had a blast, though. Yeah. Playing, like, they're, they're fun, though. Like, yeah. Man, like, all arcades down there are crazy. And they're and they're everywhere, too. Yeah. What what kind of games or what kind of things do they have over there that you wouldn't see over here? That I wouldn't see over here? Yeah. Man, oh, there's not much that I wouldn't see over here. Uh-huh. Mainly food, I guess. Yeah. But a lot of stuff that we have, they have too, you know. Yeah. Or stuff that they have, most of the time we have it too. But obviously we don't have bidets like them. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to you know? buy you one for Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to get you one. That way nah. you have it, dude. Nah, man. I'm good. Um, so you, you ended up coming back over to Japan. And I know you had the Mustangs for quite a while. You had the uh, the 5.0 and then also the Cobra Clone. Uh, at what point did you get, decide to get rid of those and get into the vet that you had? So, funny enough, it's not that I was tired of them, uh-huh. but I was like, man, I've, I've always wanted a vet. Yeah. And uh, one day I, dro- I drove my friend Bratz, and he said, man, just take it for take it for a drive, you know, see how you like it. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Fucking fell in love loved right it. then and there. Yeah. And like this. Is it just different from the Mustang platform? Yeah, it, it, just, it just feels so much better. Really? Like driver, like driver wise, yeah, <clears throat> everything's set up for you. Because those those sit a lot more deep in, right, than the yeah. Mustang seats, yeah, which I'm sure makes a huge difference alone. Yeah, so it's almost like you're lay, almost like you're laying on, flat on the floor, almost. Yeah, like this, you don't really sit high up. Yeah, and then you know the steering wheel's a it's a a telescopic wheel or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Uh-huh. So like it moves front and forward, like front and back. To like to your liking, yeah. And then the shift is right at arm's reach. Like yeah. you don't have to go out of your way. Yeah. Like it just feels great. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. So you decided from there on, dude, you're a Chevy car. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, get my car, and then, <laughs> and then I sold. I sold one Mustang, and uh-huh. then I sold the other one. Which one did you sell first? I sold the the older one first. Did that? Did that hurt? 
Not really. Really? No, not really. Really? No. I feel like that would have been a part of you because, dude, you came up in the car scene with that car a lot, dude. That was like your image when everybody anybody saw that car. They knew you were there. Yeah, I think it was. I think I was tired of it. Yeah. From fixing so much stuff because, mm-hmm. man, I had to put a new motor in there. I had to put. So I much. remember you telling me that a while oh back. Oh my god! Yeah. So you got rid of the first Mustang and then you started hunting for a vet. Yes. How'd that go? Uh, I looked for like three months. Was that Didn't, Facebook Marketplace time? Yeah, Facebook yeah. Marketplace time. Yeah. You know, looking around. And one day I find one. Um, I think it was I think it was Texas Hot Rides that had it first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, that's another badass dealership. <clears throat> I've been I've driven past that place multiple times going down to Dallas to race bikes, but I've never actually stepped foot in there. I've wanted to go see like their actual inventory in it's, person. It's so cool. many times. They got yeah. some, in their showroom. They have some dude I, insane they, cars. They uh, post up CTSVs all the time, and I'm like, fuck. Man. Yeah, like you like fuck. Sh- they go to a showroom. Yeah. They have a pretty sure they had a GT3 RS last time. Yeah. Dude, see, Just, and that's another dealership that's growing up there and kind of getting bigger into the game where, um, dude, their inventory just keeps getting stupid and stupider. Yeah, they had to rebuild, they had to rebuild the whole building again, I guess, you know, because uh, I guess I-35 construction because they're getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So they had to rebuild again. But, yeah, so they had a, they had one, which is funny enough, it was one of the salesman's cars there. Uh-huh. He was selling his own CL6. Uh-huh. I hit him up, and I, I guess it sold. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, you know, one of those that's things. cool, I guess. Yeah. But he was like, man, I just got another silver one that just came in. I haven't posted yet, which ended up being the one I bought. Yeah. Funny enough, right? Yeah, yeah. What it, were all the details on it? So it had 15,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it had no miles on it. It was 2008. You know, in 2020, that's 12 years. Yeah. And they barely put any miles on it. Yeah. So that's pretty much fresh yeah. and untouched. Yeah. I mean, well, it was cammed already. Yeah. It had long tubes. Yeah. And that's it, really. They didn't have, they didn't have much stuff done to it. Yeah. And ended up going down there and buying that car. Drove it back. I was like, man, this, this car is great. Yeah. I actually daily, I actually daily that car for like two months. No shit. Yeah. I, I, Did you sell the Mustang in order to get that? Yeah. So you went down from having two or three cars to only just having the yep. Z06. Yeah. I ended up buying a Camry a little bit after that. Yeah. But. I, I I literally drove that car for two months and it was great. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much because I mean it wasn't crazy. It wasn't a crazy car yet. Yeah, and uh, no, luckily I, I had my fun in it, so I I didn't I didn't think of doing anything with the car yet. Yeah, I, I bought wheels for it. Yeah, but what wheels did you get for it? I bought welds. Okay, hell yeah, like, like front and back. Hell yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean they didn't really. Didn't really click on me yet. Man. Weld Weld needs to make a wheel for a motorcycle, bro. I'd yeah. run some deep dish. That'd be deep cool. dish fucking welds for my street bike. Some anodized wheels. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like after that, like I got into that scene. And did you go to Texas 2K with that car? I did. How was that? Uh, dude, th- that's yet another thing. Thankfully, they're moving up to Dallas. So I'll be able to go yeah. this year. But that's another thing I've missed out on, dude. I've never been to TX2K down there. TX2K is insane. I believe it. 100%. It is insane. So how was it taking that car down there and going? Did you get to play around at all and see the event? So I, I took it down there literally a month into owning it. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. But I drove it. <clears throat> I didn't get to, they didn't really get to race. Yeah. I mainly got to like see and spectate. Yeah. But it was cool because... I got to see what kind of what I wanted to go where with, what with this car, do. you know. Yeah. But luckily, l- lucky enough, I got to see that whole thing again because man, I never taken a car to TXK. Okay. So that that alone is what gets you to want to do more to do more things to your cars. Yeah. And then come back and race. Yeah. But I got to do that. It was cool. Yeah. Definitely. 
Yeah. How much power do you think it was making at the time? It made like 500. Yeah. Which, dude, that's a lot of fun in a coupe, especially yeah. something as small as that. And they, don't weigh, they don't weigh much. Yeah. Not at so, all. Uh-uh. Yeah. I made 500 to the wheels, I believe, uh-huh. around there. Did it stick pretty well? Yeah. Once you put tires on it? Well, yeah. I had, I had drag rails on it yeah. by then. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's badass. Do you miss it? Yeah. I miss it. Yeah. So I mean, why why did you end up getting rid of it? So actually, so, man, it was like a transition in life kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I had already been thinking about buying a house. Yeah. So I was like, man, I, I, I feel like that's the that's the sword of it all. Yeah, I was like, will get you. Yeah, I was like, I, I think it's time, you know. Yeah. And that's why. I, well, like you know, the the year after that was when I posted it up for sale and sold it mm-hmm. to buy a house because mm-hmm. you know market still crazy right now. Yeah, it's an understatement. So you ended up you ended up getting rid of the uh, the vet and going into your newest car, which is the Civic Type R. It's a Teggy. Yeah, I had a, well, well before that I had a hatch. I remember that. Yes, the yeah, hatch. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a hatch in San Francisco. Yeah. And drove it back. Yeah. On the eighty five. That's nuts. Did you really? Yes. How did that go? It, it sucked. Why San Francisco? That's where I found the car. It was just the right car. It was. I thought it was the right car. What What was all done to it? So, like fresh paint on it. Yeah. It was case swapped. Yeah. It made like, it made almost three hundred on motor. Uh huh. Which is crazy for a four cylinder. For a hatch, yeah. That's nuts. You know, four cylinder car doesn't make that much power normally. Yeah. Yeah. An A car. Yeah. Made almost. Had AC. Had a bunch of cool stuff on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I thought that was a car, so mm-hmm. I went to go. I literally booked a flight to San Francisco and went and bought it. That's nuts. I did not know that. And you drove it back on E85. Mm-hmm. How did that work? Did you download an app or what? Or did you put like gas jugs in the back of it? No. That, well, I did have a little, I have a, I had a like an external gas tank too. But <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, the app that everyone has, yeah. the alternative, alternative fuel, I think uh-huh. is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I use that to kind of make my route because I drove from San Francisco to San Diego, uh-huh. from San Diego to Tucson, Tucson to... Las Cruces, and then Albuquerque, Amarillo, uh-huh. you know, and then follow Back here. to Oklahoma City, yeah. I had a, I had a route for 85. Yeah. Because it wasn't flex That's insane, yeah. dude. I did not know that. I remember because last time you and I met up, uh, or when I had saw you, you had that car. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know you had drove back all the way to 85 with that. Yeah, and then, like, man, so I broke down, like, an hour and a half into the trip, believe it or not. Yeah. So I made me hate that car. What happened? Uh, so funny enough, um, before buying that car, before flying out to buy that car, uh-huh. I guess the radiator started leaking. No shit. So I told the guy, I was like, Hey man, just weld it up. I don't care yeah. if it holds, it holds, you yeah. know, he ended up buying a new radiator for it and it didn't fit fine on the, on the, on the fan shroud. So I guess when I was driving down, the fan hit the radiator, hit like a little fin somewhere, started leaking from it. No shit. Started overheating. No shit. And you were so by yourself, right? I was by myself. No shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, dude. So I ended up ended up, you know, being stuck in San Jose yeah. for a little bit. How'd you get it fixed? Um man, I wasn't I'm not gonna lie to you, I was so mad. Yeah. I told the guy, I was like, hey man, I was like, either you come help me fix it. Cause I was like, at this point I was like, I, I know where you live. Yeah. Like I'm I'll, you know, I'll come drop it off for you. I don't care. Yeah. Or you can get my money back. Yeah. And he was like, well, I kind of spend the money already. What the fuck? So I was like, so you're going to come help me fix it, right? Yeah. And he did. Yeah. He came and helped me fix it. He came in, brought me a brand new 
Mishimoto radiator and everything. Where were you? I was in San Jose. I was in San Jose. So you were staying there? No. Well, I had to stay there for a night. So he met you there? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, we fixed. How long of a drive was that? From where he was? An hour and a half. Okay, that's not too bad. No, it's not. But yeah, yeah, he came and helped me fix it. And then we ended up. Because, man, honestly, I wish I could have fixed it. Yeah. Man, I was I was already mad. I was yeah. already like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna stuck I'm stuck in a city where yeah. I don't know anybody. Yeah, and you're far away from home. Yeah, it has a it has a K swap radiator in it that's smaller than normal, so I can't go just go into a, a parts store and buy and, and buy that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Luckily, I got stuck outside in the rallies, yeah. so any part that I needed, I went in there and got it. Yeah. Ended up fixing it, and then I started heading back on my route again. The next the next morning, mm-hmm. which that sucked. I ain't gonna lie to you, that sucked. Yeah, but I was stuck, I was stuck in like in a nice part of San Jose, luckily. Yeah, and I got to go eat over there and whatnot. Go check out some other places while yeah. you were around. And I was like, well, my, my, I was like, might as well. I'm stuck here. Yeah. Well, that's nice of him to go through and kind of come back and help you out, dude. A lot of people aren't like that these days, no. especially on the Facebook Marketplace game. Yeah, like dude, they, it's like you buy it and it's your problem. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, like, exactly. Like yeah. At that point, I, at that point when I got home, I was like, I should have. Honestly, he could have said no. Was he was he Hispanic? No. What he was like? Uh, I was I want to say he was Filipino. Was he? Yeah. Okay, dude. Because if it was a white person, they probably been like, <laughs> "Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, my money. I've already spent it. Good like, luck." Like you fuck, bro. Bro, that's why I hate, dude. That's why I get so much anxiety of buying things off of Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> whether it's as small as like a fucking TV or as big as a. Um, uh, vehicle because yeah. dude i feel like you end up buying something especially over here you know south oklahoma city or uh dude anywhere dude people are just so shitty these days bro people yeah. are so fucking shitty i have zero i go on about this for an entire episode but dude people just don't care anymore that we don't have that friendly like family touch which i'm sure you got to go see and it was kind of an indifference over in japan of how people treated each other we don't have that anymore over here yeah like they it's just a moral thing, I guess. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude, that he was he was fucking able to come out and help you and kind of, you know, make the situation right and then help you get along your way home. So. Yeah, he, he ended up even, like, paying for the stuff no to shit. fix it. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Luckily, you know, I got lucky. I yeah. really got Because yeah. almost at one point, I was almost about to give up, and I was like, I'm going to just go burn a U-Haul. Yeah. And just and then bring it back. tow it home. Yeah. Or tow it to my family's place in San Diego. Yeah. Until I find out how much it is to rent a U-Haul, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, it's, it'll be th- uh, it'll be twenty six hundred dollars." You know why? Because they don't want people. Because people, pe- everyone was moving out of California. I was gonna at say. The time. I was gonna say because it's owned by a white man, probably. <laughs> <laughs> working, for, working, for the, working for the white man. <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, that's fucking crazy. I I don't blame you at all. Yeah, so luckily I got back on my you know my route. Yeah. I ended up leaving San Jose like around six, and then got to like Lake Elsinore, a little bit south of LA, uh-huh. Lake Elsinore area. Yeah, and there was a meet going on. No shit, an OG Honda meet. Yeah, from back in the day, it used to be called the Ibach meet. Uh huh. And I got, I was lucky enough to see that as well. You, did you take the car there? I took the car That's there. That's badass. No one cared for it though, because the car, the, the the cars that were there, like. Or insane, really? Like, like, yeah, like the qual- like the quality of the cars that were there mm-hmm. is like miles above what the car that I just bought. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. But you know what you got on top of them though? What 
you don't have emissions. Yeah. Yeah. You can be like, I'm going back to Oklahoma. Fuck you guys. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It'll be fine. They don't yeah. care. Well, that's badass, dude. You got to see some of the LA car scene while you're there as well. Yeah. That's one thing I've never partaked in, dude. I've never been able to see out west how, you know, kind of the car scene yeah. and the generations Man, is out there. It is insane. The, yeah. The quality of cars out there is insane. I believe it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just hard because, like, here, no one really, you don't really see him come out over there. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Well, dude, like we were talking earlier, I feel like our car scene here has definitely died down from when it was you and I growing up. Because, dude, we used to have that here in Oklahoma City. That yep. wasn't an issue. Um, but, dude, it shot down, like, way, way, way bad since then. Um, nobody just really gets out or do anything anymore. Uh, the true cars, the actual real street cars. Like, of yeah. course, you get, like, your your clapped-out boxes here and there. Like, we were talking street car takeovers or the <laughs> street takeovers. But um, the true guys, unless there's an actual event going on, you never, ever see them. Yeah, like, for example, TXUK. Yeah. Or, or street car takeover. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. That's coming up next week. <coughs> next week? Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be there? Uh, I hope so. I'll I'll be there. Uh, I should be there for the Friday night uh, ordeal and the Saturday event. Yeah, because well, I guess we'll see how it goes yeah. with work. Yeah. As long as I don't have to work. Well, I dude, should be you there. should come out. Yeah, hopefully. Come out and fucking come chill. I'm excited to see everybody. Dude, that's one of the events you're talking about where you actually get to see everybody in the past that you've grown up with and you've seen evolve and are now doing their own thing or have their own car setups or mm-hmm. running their own businesses. So. Yeah, like it's just, you know, it, it's life. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. You know, whether you want it to or not. So, what was the triggering point of you bringing that Honda home and then selling it? Uh, man, honestly, I was, like I said, part of me hated it because yeah. it broke down on me. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> since that day, I had, like, a little grudge on it. Yeah. My my friend, my friend Tony tried to talk me out of it, but yeah. I was like, you mean, I'm tired of it. Well, I feel like you got a really good deal, dude. So, tell everybody what you own now, what what you ended up selling and what you ended up finding. So, yeah, so, yeah, so. I sold that hatch yeah. and ended up buying. Well, I waited a little bit. I didn't have a car, another car for a while. Uh-huh. I was like, man, I'm tired of cars. cars for fucking done with it. I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll I'll buy something when I find something that I want. Yeah. Luckily enough, there was a Type R that popped up in Norman not long ago. Yeah. And price kept going down. I was like, I'm going to keep watching this car. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching it. Went down, kept going down. Finally, it went down enough to where I'm like, okay, you know, I think I can do that. What what was the starting price? Thirty. What did it get to? Twenty. No shit. They started ten grand fucking difference. I guess the guy needed to sell it because he was about to buy a brand new truck. Jesus. Buy a brand new Raptor, I guess. Yeah. And he was like, man, he's like, I need this gone. Yeah. So, funny enough, I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey man, like, uh, I'm interested. Like, can I come see it? Yeah. Anytime soon. He's like, yeah, but uh, there's someone else already coming to see it tomorrow. If they if they if they flake or they don't buy it, you know, then I'll let you know. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, you know, I got excited for a second, and then I got, I was like, okay, you know, that's they're, they're, another reason like, why I hate buying things on Facebook. I was like, I was like, they're probably gonna buy it, you know, yeah, like, whatever, you know, I'll find something else. Yeah. Later on that night, that same night, guy hits me up. He's like, hey man, bring me sixteen five, and you can take it home tomorrow. What? So, I call my dad. I'm like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like nothing. I'm not working. He's like, all right, I'll pick you up in the morning. I'll tell you when I'm, I'll tell you when I'm buying when we get there. Yeah. He was like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dad. He tries to talk to me out of stuff too, because, <laughs> like I said, he will deny that he likes car. Like, you know that he likes cars. He's an enthusiast, but he is. Yeah. He he loves cars. Yeah. No matter what he says. So we get down there, and he's all like, 
wait, it's on the wrong serial's on the wrong side. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a right hand drive. I'm like, yeah, it's from Japan. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I test drive and everything. Finally, ground a price and go get the money, and I ended up buying it that day. So what was it again? What the 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 car? Oh, so yeah, an Integra Type R. Integra Type R. What year? It's a '96. '96, so, dude, it is clean. So I believe super it's, clean. So I believe it's I believe Type R started '96. So '96, '97 is like the same spec. Then it goes to '98. Yeah. '99. Yeah. But man, I, it's a dream car that I've always wanted. Yeah, yeah, and it's a historic car too. Yeah, like yeah, you, you know, like something about those cars, everyone likes. Yeah. But. Not I me. Mean, I was like, this is like surreal. Like, yeah. I can't believe I bought a car that I've always wanted. Yeah. And, you know, you know how it always happens. You buy something and then something better pops up after. Mm-hmm. Of course it happens, but I'm like, nah, I think this is, I think this is the right choice. A good deal. This, yeah. this is the one I wanted to begin with. Yeah. Dude, it's a hell of a car. It looks yeah. immaculate, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I get to do some like autocross or like badass. some road racing. Yeah. I have it with it one of these days. That'd be badass. I've been yeah. buying, I've been already starting. Buying stuff for it and whatnot. Yeah. And what's your, what's your goals with it? What do you want to turn it into? Like I just want, I mean, it, for the most part, I want it to be a clean car. Yeah. That I can, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm probably not gonna drive it much, yeah. but I want to track it. Yeah. For sure. Got uh, some autocross. Man, I get like I don't want to go do nothing crazy anymore mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good on that. Yeah. So I want to go autocross, autocross Dude, or if, road race. If I could find a Evo for under thirty. <laughs> I would probably sell my bike and get back into the car game. Yeah, good luck. Dude, exactly. Dude, it's <laughs> insane, bro. Insane. Evos. There's one like a hundred and something miles, and they were like 26 point something thousand that they wanted for it. And don't get me wrong, it was like a five or 600 horsepower Evo, but I'm like, Jesus, bro. You mean even stock motor ones are going yeah. for a lot? Yeah. I seen one the other day that had like had 120,000 miles on it. They yeah. wanted 28 for it. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Absolutely insane. It was stock turbo, it, stock motor car. Yeah, if I could ever ever find one that, or if I just had to pull the trigger, I'll, I'll sell my bike and get back in the Evo yeah. game. It'll happen though. That or a CTSV. I would love to have a CTSV oh, too. I would. I would yeah. too. Uh, Sanan. I I think those are the cleanest cars <laughs> ever, dude. I want one so bad. Yeah. After owning a CL6. Mm. I think having the CTSV would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's the same thing, but in a more modernized, comfortable, luxurious yep. package. I guess. Yep. You can go get your groceries, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, you can make more power too. Yeah. Than what I dude, ever I made in the CL6. So bad, bro. So bad. Um, I was talking to Samantha about that. She's got that ATSV, mm-hmm. the six cylinder. It's the twin turbo, mm-hmm. dude. There's one of those uh, for sale the other day for like twenty two or twenty four, and I was like, eh. Maybe, but I want an LS. If I get anything, I would get back into an LS. That or, like I said, a, a 4G63. I would get in the Evo game again and get an Evo 8 or Evo 9. Yeah, man. Evo, Evo, Evo 9s. Yeah. Well, dude, that's badass. I'm, I'm glad you went through and you've kind of experienced anything and everything, especially in the car scene. You've been there. We just got to get you a drift car. Yeah. You just need, like, a, a Slam 240 or something. Yeah, but like little, I said, man. Camber. Yeah. I, my driving ability is definitely not there for that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll leave it for my friends. We can get one of the go karts with the uh, naked, <coughs> like uh, the plastic rear wheels. 
that you like slide around the <laughs> the, the fucking neighborhood on. <laughs> Put some trays underneath. Yeah. Well, dude, that's badass. I'm glad. How, did, how is it shifting on the left hand side? It's weird. Is it? Does yeah. it fuck you up? Yes. Yeah. Um, turn signals are on the other side too. No so shit. So when I hit the turn signal, sometimes I that's hit the wipers. Horrible. That is so bad. <laughs> like it's sunny and 90 degrees outside, and I hit the wipers. Yeah, I, like, I did not know that they flipped those too. Yeah, like, the person next to me is probably like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that's horrible, dude. Yeah. How's it go through drive-thrus? I haven't done that yet. You haven't? No. Yeah. I think I'll do it one you of those. You remember days. way back when that dude got super famous in the skyline for going through a drive-thru in reverse? Yeah. Dude, that photo blew up like all over the internet. I'm angle out of you. Arena, the way it is, I'd, uh-huh. probably, I'd probably get in trouble for it. But really? I'm, but I'm still going to try it. Really? One day. Yeah. Well, dude, that's badass. Like I said, you've had the experience. You've went out and kind of seen, you know, the car uh, culture, not only in the States or only Oklahoma, but you've been around, uh, yeah. even, you know, out of country and been able to see and be in touch with what they've got going on over there. And um, to be influenced uh, by that culture and be able to see it, and, you know, bring it back home with your experience, dude, that's a lot of a lot of people in small town Oklahoma don't get to go do that, man. Nope, I a lot of people don't get to go do that. So. I'm glad, especially you, you know, all the way out from the, the bumfuck to El Reno, you've been out to go see it and go do it and bring it back home. So that's badass, dude. Super yeah. badass. Yeah, man. People need to get out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, out absolutely. Of the, out of the comfort zone. Dude, that's something I need to do. I need to go get my passport and I need to get out of country, even if it's just like to Canada. I just yeah. want to go somewhere, just say I've done it and, yeah. you know, go see something else in the States. So, um, I would, dude, I would love to go like to Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere in Europe would be cool. Uh, there's Athena's drinking shout out for the episode, just in case y'all were wondering what that was in the background. Um, Australia, dude, obviously Japan. Uh, so you don't know this. Um, but if you look around the corner there, I've got that thing hanging up on my wall. It's a Eagle that over time goes into a jet at F-15. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather was a, uh, mechanic for the, uh, air force and he was stationed out of Okinawa, Japan. Okay. Um, so I've never been over there, but my uncle was born there. My mom lived there. My grandmother <coughs> lived there. Um, so although I don't have it in my blood, um, my mom's side was actually influenced in the culture. The Asian culture was brought back here to Oklahoma, and I grew up in it mm-hmm. um, here with the, the, you know, the traditional style of dishes and the clothing and uh, anime and stuff like that. So that's how I kind of got into it growing up. Yeah. Um, but I want to go, dude, just to be able to say I've done there. Um, my grandfather, I never got to meet him. He passed away before I was born. Um, but this is one of the places I want to go just to go see it and be able to, you know, realize and understand kind of my family's history and where we've been. My mom, she had a right-hand drive RX-7 back really? when she lived in Japan. Dude, really? <laughs> I, I wasn't even a, a thought in her in her life. But I was like, dude, you should have fucking kept that thing. That would have been so dope to have that. Yeah, it was red with, like, the tan seats, the, mm-hmm. the tan leather seats. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm like, oh, that thing's so clean, bro. Like, you know what's funny, too? I mean, I've, I've heard from a lot of people that, Okinawa is really different from mainland. Really? Japan. Really? Yeah. Like anything from accent to like food. You think it's just because it's like a military area? Yes. Or? Yeah. I think so because, you yeah. know, people from all over, all over the world yeah. are there. Yeah. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. We've been over there for a long time too, dude. Like yeah. probably like 50 years or longer than that. Probably. Yeah. Um. But, dude, it's badass you've been able to go and do that. Um, when it comes to your, your, like, future goals, I mean, obviously, you may, if I get the lucky opportunity today, you may shoot some photos of my bike for me. Um, mm-hmm. But what are some kind of other goals or things you're working towards or, you know, things in your personal life that you're trying to take care of or you're wanting to go out and do? Man, so, like, obviously, like, 
buying a house. Is that the way now? Yeah. So I can do a little bit more stuff. Which congratulations on that. Yeah, That's awesome. Thank you. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a goal that I overlooked. Yeah. Well, luckily, my friends, you know, being the good people they are, they're like, man, that's a big accomplishment yeah. nowadays, you yeah. know? And it is, but I also, like, don't want to stop there either. Like, yeah. want to make sure I do what I'm, everything I have to do. Yeah. But uh, luckily, I, I bought a car again, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm going in the right direction with it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like all the stuff that I'm going to do and hopefully get to race with it, Dude, you know? Dude, I would love to go to Fuel Fest with you. That'd be cool. We need to go. I will. We 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 can rent a trailer and trailer your car with my truck and go to Fuel Fest one weekend. We know. Of course, I want to go so bad. The car's light too. It's not yeah, heavy. I want to go so bad. But obviously, that's not a place to take my motorcycle. So we can take your car and I can ride with you. Yeah, I, I want to go to that event. Yeah, but hopefully, I've yeah. heard that's fun in Dallas. Yeah, hopefully, I have AC by then. <laughs> the car doesn't have AC. Yeah, do we can get the uh, little fans with like the squirt bottles in the middle? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why I don't have AC, right? Uh-uh. So. I actually bought that car from a guy that was in the military. Uh-huh. He was stationed in the UK. Really? That car's from the UK. Really? So they don't need AC over there. Yeah. So they yeah. ripped everything out. Yeah. From dash and everything. So you have to put it all back in, or how does yeah. that work? Does it even have the vents? Yeah. It has the vents and everything. Yeah. I just Everything from inside the, the dash house. is gone. Yeah. So I have to replace all that. So other than buying the house and you know getting on track with the car um, and kind of where you want to go with that, are there any other goals? Do you have anything in photography or anything else in your personal life you're trying to focus on and achieve? Man, at the moment, not too much uh-huh. other than like kind of get situated with the new job. Yeah, I know you just transferred yeah, over man. to a new company. Yeah, man. I went from being a welder to now I'm a parts representative now. Yeah. So yeah. it's different. Yeah. But I think I'm going in the right direction. I, I feel like it's a lot more relaxed. Very. Yeah. Man, like they I've never worked somewhere where like, you know, you even somewhere where like, you know, they're chill. They don't they're relaxed. You can go take a lunch and they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Man, like that's how I feel. I just swapped companies recently too, and it's the exact same thing. Like I don't have to excuse myself or announce myself every time I'm leaving or going to do something. Like, they know I'm going to handle my business, and I'm going to handle my business, and yeah. that's all they need to know. So, the, the bad thing is that my old job, it was, a, it was points-based. So, yeah. if you left early, you got a point. If you missed, you got a point. No shit. I didn't know they no, were like no, that. No matter what, unless you yeah. had a doctor's note. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah, fair. But, now I'm at the new job, they're like, yeah, man, if you need to go, you know, we understand. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. That's so much better in the workplace. Yeah. Maybe we need to come on in another episode and talks about, like, the toxicity of working and being able to... Dude, it relieves so much mental stress and so much pressure of working in a place you enjoy being at. Yeah, because, like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate the job that I had. Yeah. It was... The people. The management. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. But, no, I mean, other than that, though, I mean, photography-wise, I just want to take more pictures. Yeah. Not necessarily... Dude, you're so talented, dude. You're so talented, and that's why I try to push on you every now and then to post more on Instagram. Yeah, man, it's just, it's hard. And getting it, yeah, the time to do it, yeah. Like, I know people are going to laugh at me at this, but getting your own house and taking care of your own stuff is way different than living at home. So, like, Like I got got more stuff to do now, you know? So, like, sadly, I don't get to take many pictures, Yeah. but when I I do, I I try to post them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, last year... Man, I, I realized I didn't take enough pictures during the year. Yeah. I was like, man, this, this sucks. Yeah. And one day I just told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, we just need to go to a car event somewhere. And 
go take pictures. Yeah. We ended up going to Gallenberg in Tennessee. That's badass. Hell yeah. Enough, Hell yeah. Which is crazy, by the way. Yeah, I believe it. Imagine TXUK before Stance. Stance. Yeah, that's badass. It was sick. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I took pictures everywhere. I enjoyed it. I met yeah. some new friends from Florida. Hell yeah. Met some new friends from like, I want to say like South Carolina. Hell yeah. But yeah, I mean like I just need to push myself a little bit more. Yeah. Take pictures. Yeah. And, and like you said, I, it's definitely, you know, life comes and, you know, your priorities exchange and you get different things in the way that you need to take care of. Yeah. Um, especially responsibilities, responsibilities piling up, but dude, you're super talented and I always like seeing your work and I absolutely love your style. And that's one of the biggest reasons I'm like, fuck dude, I need to get you Henio, down here and take some new photos of the bike. So yeah. like it's, it's sad too though. Cause like for, for me anyway, it's not for anybody else, uh-huh. but I see a lot of talented photographers come up and I'm like, man, I can't even keep up cause yeah. I can't even go out there and take pictures anymore cause yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad because yeah. While I don't get to take pictures, there'll be someone else there probably practicing to, you know, polish their craft a little bit better. Well, you have to look at it this way, too. While you're not going out and taking pictures, you're accomplishing things in your main personal life. That is also a goal to you. Yeah. So I've kind of looked at that. Like, I don't get out on the bike scene too much anymore, and a lot of people give me shit. They'll call it a garage queen or a trailer queen or, you know, uh, fucking talk shit that I'm not out racing every weekend. But it's like... It's like you were just saying, like, dude, I get to come home in my own space. I get to spend time with my dog. I get yeah. the peace of mowing my own front yard. Oh, that's, like, yeah, that's great. By like the way. little little fucking small shit like that. I get to come home and make the food I want for me, and you know, spend time on my own. It's a it's a different kind of peace that I feel like a lot of people take for granted. And uh, you kind of got to sit back and think of it. If you're not out partying, clubbing, you're you're building yourself, and you you have your mind focused on things and priorities that start truly mattering to you and over time you start finding those things out yeah it's just how life works yeah and and like you were saying with the girlfriend thing dude a goal on mine like i think i'm finally getting to the point where i'm ready to settle down with someone so um it kind of is just one of those things you start going from the car scene of wanting to be the fastest and the baddest or the flashiest or you know have the following on instagram and you kind of follow into the subject of I want to have home. I want to have yeah. peace. I want to have somebody I can come home and talk to. I want to, you know, go out and mow my lawn or hang out with my dog when I want to. And those things start taking prioritized or priority over, you know, your everyday car scene that we grew up in. Yeah. So. And what's funny enough is that once that starts happening, you realize how how peaceful it is. Dude, it's super peaceful. And then you don't want to go out at all. You know what I did the other day? <laughs> Bro, I left all the uh, bike groups here in Oklahoma. All of them. Left um, all of them on Facebook. Facebook? Okay. All of them. All of them. Uh, just, dude, all the drama and all the posting and people calling each other out and nobody racing. Um, and I was like, dude, you know what? I'm going to shut this shit down. I'm going to leave all of them. I'll keep my main Facebook. That way I can keep up with my friends and talk to people and post what I got going on. But I am, for now on, going to find my inner peace and show up and show out when I want to versus when other people want me there. I found this one quote, and it was like uh, – Fuck, dude, now that I'm thinking about it, it's going to take a second to think about it. But it was a it was a quote that was like, make your appearance um, a reward. Yeah. Don't don't let people take it for granted. For and sure. Ever since I kind of took that to heart, dude, and I like stop showing up for other people and like I'll show up if I want to and if I want to come out and if that's what I want to do with my night. <clears throat> I get that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, that's how, essentially how it went down for me, too, like, before I bought the house. Yeah. Um, 
obviously, I had the Corvette, you know. At the time, there was not a faster NA car. Yeah. Roll racing-wise. Yeah. Not day racing. Okay. Yeah. Before you guys say something. <laughs> roll racing-wise, there was not an NA car in Oklahoma that would beat it. Yeah. They can say that if, if it was. I mean, I got, I got accused of spraying uh-huh. nitrous. No shit. Yeah, it was funny enough. Really? It went from that to just almost nothing, man. Like yeah. I, sold, I sold the car. Yeah. Almost like cold turkey, you know? Yeah. But it was, I think it was good. Yeah. It makes you kind of grow up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Well, like I said, dude, that inner piece where you're able to focus on yourself and focus on what truly matters is, dude, it's a piece a lot of people can't find. Yeah. They, I, I hate to talk about it this way, but it comes to one of those things. Dude, people feel like they have to be influenced by others. Yeah. Like, no. I've got one kid here in the bike scene, bro. He feels like he always has to be talked about, always has to be the biggest and the baddest, always has to. I'm like, bro, I couldn't fucking sleep like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see how she acts in this house? She's so funny. Dude, Athena, uh, my 145-pound dog, is now standing on top of the couch. So you see that cushion that's right there that her butt's next to? Uh Dude, she will plop and take a seat on that thing as if she's a chihuahua house dog. And she will sit there and watch TV. (laughs) No shit. It's her crib now. Yeah. It's her place. It it basically is. (laughs) I just live here. So she just, you know. That's how it is, though. That's how it is with my dog, too. Yeah. She gets gets to choose wherever she sits at. She tells me when she's hungry. And you she move around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I move around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's one of those things you find inner peace, man. And I, I wish that upon anybody and everybody. Yeah. The day you stop caring about third party opinions, see, look. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> she took a seat. The day you stop caring about third party opinions and the day you start working uh, on yourself financially and your end game and your end goal, mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's a lot more peaceful that and you become not only happier with yourself, but the situations you put yourself in and the re- rewards you get coming from it. Yeah, I, I agree. So they just life's going to humble you at some point. Yeah. So just make sure you're doing what you can for the better of yourself. Yeah. And not for everybody else. Yeah. I feel like that's something I struggled with for a while, too, dude. Like, I always had to feel like, um, you know, I had to be the center of attention or I had to be the one posting up. And then, uh, dude, my mind changed. Like, dude, it just flipped like a light switch. I just stopped caring. And I just didn't uh, care to be the center of the attention or, you know, the topic of every post and just kept my mouth shut. I don't even comment on anybody's post anymore. I just, you know, keep to myself and run through there. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like that. Like, it's just, uh, it just clicks one day. Yeah. One day's gonna click, and it's not more that you're worried about what's gonna happen that one day, but you're gonna just figure it out. Yeah, you know, I figured it out luckily. Yeah, I got through it. Yeah, it was it was kind of rough at first, but it's fine. You feel like it's rough because it's a difference of seeing everybody and talking to everybody all the time to kind of go and ghost. Yeah, and yeah. what's funny enough is that when I do go out, my friends will be like, "Man, why don't you come out?" I'm like, "I'm fine at home." Yeah, like yeah, like I go to bed at like like. <laughs> 30 or 11 i don't want to be out here yeah yeah dude my ass i started going to bed at like seven or eight see look at her dude <laughs> uh, dude that's an everyday ordeal every day she's so funny dude she's awesome i love her so much but yeah man um and i i think it comes from you know seeing everybody and being a part of the post and catching up with everybody 24 7 uh to like you were saying you kind of start feeling lonely at some point, like you feel like nobody wants to talk to you, but then you remember you're just focused on your own goals and separating yourself from the situation that everybody just happens to be around or be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. Like you almost seem like all my friends forgot about me, but they really yeah. didn't. They're yeah. just, they're just letting you do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it happened to me too. Like 
I didn't go out for months, probably. Mm-hmm. I just stayed at home. One day, I just decided, like, hey, I want to go out. Mm-hmm. My friends were like, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be over here. You can ride with us if you want. I'm like, oh, really? Like, just, like, I never left. Yeah. Crazy enough, right? Yeah. Because, man, if, if they're really your friends, they're going to understand that you got stuff going on. Yeah, and things that you want to focus on and achieve yourself. Well, dude, I'm so happy to have you come down here. Awesome, awesome podcast with you, dude. I'm super excited we finally get you down here on an episode. Um, for those that want to keep up with you and be able to follow you and kind of connect with you, what are some social media platforms we're able to holler at you on? Yeah. Um, we on Instagram normally. I normally post pictures on Instagram. What is your Instagram again? Um, it is Weeb Eugene. Yep. And then I'm, I'm on Facebook too. Yeah. You know, but. Eugenio. Eugenio Mejia. Eugenio Mejia. Everyone always asks me how you say that name in but, Spanish. Yeah. It is Eugenio Mejia. In case, y'all, in case y'all wondering, but everyone calls me Eugene because it's essentially, it's technically the English version of my name. Yeah. That's why everyone calls me Eugene. Yeah. Um, for anybody and everybody that wants to keep up with him, uh, go follow him on Instagram, dude. This guy's an awesome, talented photographer. Uh, definitely one of my favorites here in the Oklahoma City uh, scene, if not even the nation. So go go check him out. Follow him and keep up with him on Instagram. If you guys need to know anything about imports, anything about domestics, anything about pretty much anything and everything culture diversity-wise, uh, especially when it comes to Asian Japanese culture. Especially food. And food, yes, food. Uh, give him a follow. Keep up with him. Go go hit him on Instagram. Keep up to date with him. Uh, if you need to know anything about cameras, this is the guy to go to as well on that. So um, with that being said, anything else you got to say? No, nah, man. I think it was it was a good one. Yeah. Definitely a pleasure being here because yeah. I don't get to talk much lately. <laughs> I don't, I don't, all I do is share memes. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's, that's what everyone gets out of me right Yeah. There. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm super happy to have you on. Like I said, I'm glad you were able to take the time and appreciate you making the time to come down here. Yeah, so. No problem. My pleasure. Well, guys, that would be the it. Um, it for, what is this, episode five? Is it five yeah, episode five now. Yeah, episode five. Cause, uh, no, episode four. Yeah, you're right. Episode four. I'm sorry, dude. I'm so <laughs> off, dude. They just come back to back to back to back to back. Yep. Um, but yeah, the end of uh, episode four. Be sure you go follow him again uh, on his Instagram social platform. Keep up with him. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one as always.